Podlita. My goodness me. Oh, we'll get there. Private panel. I'm on want to wear that top? It's good. It's brown. Where are the bobbleheads? Hey, and welcome to Pod Leadum. That's Top Model Podcast Backwards. I'm Alexander Price, and look at her running for nothing. Run, girl. I'm Hannah Jane Ginsburg, and I'm sorry. I'm on such a time schedule. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I'm J.W. Crump, and my strategy is to be cool calm and collective that was one of, that was my backup <laughs> one of my favorite uh mal- what's it called when you just get the wrong word it's like a malapropism yeah one of my favorites the show's ever done <laughs> and we're of course talking about cycle eight episode 10 the girl who blames the taxi driver now before we get into today's episode right first off we want to shout out another podcast it's new it's called history out of the closet and first of all, if you've ever wanted just gay history, like tidbits delivered Always. straight to your ears, <laughs> this is the podcast for you. Again, it's called History Out of the Closet. The most recent episode is on the Stonewall Uprising. Wonderful. Great. Do they, manage, do they talk about the sipping at Julius's? <laughs> Don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, it's, it, was, it was pre-Stonewall. It was where oh. a lot of uh, gay men went to Julius's bar knowing they wouldn't be served. And it was a sipping. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, I thought you were just saying sipping in a cute way. I also thought that, and that's why my brain was just like, I guess we are sipping on tea. I was trying to, like, translate your gay slang into my heteronormative experience. uh (laughs) um, But the best thing, y'all, the best thing about this, besides it being good and chock full of history, episodes on average 20 minutes long. And I think that's the perfect length if you have a short commute, if you are doing a chore, a washing dishes, or vacuuming situation. A dog walk, yes. Mm -hmm. Please. And I love, I think things that are like dense with facts, podcasts that are like, like teaching you are always better in smaller portions. We we teach here for an hour and a half. (laughs) Yeah. But every time our episodes get, every time our episodes get longer, our fans are just like more, please. I'm, I'm out of them for quarantine. (laughs) Remember when we tried to do two episodes of the show and one episode of our show gone, (laughs) gone were those days, those halcyon days. But again, that's history out of the closet, history out of the closet. So check them out. You say that we're not doing two episodes of podcast, but today we are because Yes, the last episode was episode eight, and this is episode 10. So you know what came between that? Hannah didn't watch the recap, but I made Alexander a had to. I made a commitment at the beginning of this podcast that I would never watch a recap episode. Well, Hannah is a person of their word, and I will not <laughs> let you take that away from them. That's right. Once again, just from last season, you might want to tune into this recap because, <laughs> y'all, if you thought the show was problematic before, you have not seen this recap. Oh, no. So at one point, the uh, house... In like the first second they move in, they do a in-house runway show where you have to dress as the the, 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 the opposite race. So I'm sorry. Wait, is this? I'm sorry. Hold up. Hold up. Hold the up. show's idea or the girls' idea? The girls. <laughs> so and everyone has to participate. Whether you're a judge, you're a uh, participant, or you're just having to watch it and you don't want to be there. <laughs> JL is on the judges panel. We have JL as Grandpa Steve, Felicia as Baby Tyra, 
Samantha oh, as Misha Barton. <laughs> what a perfect time capsule. I honestly, honestly love that for Samantha. <laughs> and Jasmine as, quote, my beautiful uh, Boracqua Chacha Diva. Whitney is the host. She is speaking into a hairbrush because, of course. Sure. And our models- Everyone knows that any if you need a microphone that's not a microphone it is always a hairbrush yeah mm-hmm. so wait hold up before you go on further this means this was really early in the cycle of this samantha's like, existence this was the first night it's so kathleen's involved in this uh-huh ah! <laughs> sarah was grandma jael inspired her hair and black pleather dress natasha was tanisha miss <gasps> Project check from the Bronx. Wow. She's in full brown face with an Afro <gasps> wig and a fake booty. JL asks her how many letters are in the alphabet, and Natasha in character responds, it depends on my mood. Honestly, that was not the worst answer you could have said. <laughs> I was about to say, I was bracing for something way worse, and it was just, it was more of a Natasha, Natasha answering as Natasha. Yes. <laughs> Cassandra comes out as Ivanica. And she has, like, pale, pale white ghost makeup on and a short blonde wig. And she says, ears open, mouth shut. I rule this world. You will bow down to me. I'm from Russia. Oh, so she was dressing up as Natasha, essentially? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Kathleen is Tiffany, the rich white girl. I mean. She doesn't have to add makeup. She just embodies it jl asked <laughs> oh Kath- so kathleen did the thing that's the least offensive version of this theoretically yes if there was going to be a least offensive version of this <laughs> kathleen was like i'm not going to have that screen grab available for future generations <laughs> <laughs> jl asked her because jl is like the only judge that talks jl asked well, if she paid for her purse and she said three thousand dollars daddy oh <laughs> <laughs> well it is grandpa steve so Okay, so this was JL's idea, right? But Felicia is also involved because Felicia informs them that none of them won because the show's agents say encouraging them will ruin the show's reputation. Oh. And and then Cassandra's like, I don't need that. Screw Russia. And then they do a top model fade out of of Natasha and I think it's Kathleen. Like, it's bizarre. How did they get so bored and so misguided so quickly there was a time where all the contestants the production team the producers the editors all were like this is fine (laughs) this is bonus content yeah also renee what a wacky outtake (laughs) renee actually comes across not that terrible in this recap like she and jl were originally roommates and renee's like "Mm, this is not going to be my look like, we are not going to get along and moves out of the room when Kathleen goes home. Like, oh, oh, but there are so many, there are so many medical issues that happen this season that we do not see. So I'm glad because it feel, it doesn't feel like an, a season of Top Model without so many unnecessarily <laughs> avoidable medical issues. So when they're doing the school cliche or whatever school type yeah. uh, photo shoot, Natasha gets a third degree burn on her neck by the hair team by a curling iron and mr j says the skin is falling off why are curling irons curling the irons! villain of the cycle right <laughs> cassandra did get frostbite during the ice cream shoot i told you i remembered that yeah uh-huh. and hurt the tips of her fingers. she couldn't feel the doctor's like well there's nothing we can do about it so you're just gonna have to deal with it and then they show her walking around with a mitten on in the house and i bet if we look back there's like her in the background of shots with a mitten on and we were just like she's just being quirky 
playing with the costume box for sure also so natasha again has a tooth ache some sort of like severe cavity so she goes to dr edgardo falcon jr oh my god yay uh-huh. i'm a returning dentist she gets <laughs> she gets the tooth extracted i think it's wow. her wisdom tooth with no anesthesia because what? she says it makes her sleepy so she's what? in well, the do- in the dentist chair like a full body clenched tears streaming down her face and then after it's pulled out she just starts sobbing well i mean of course it's such there's no warning that this is going to happen it's just like I think it's so funny that Samantha's whole insecurity was missing a tooth. And Natasha was like, oh, really? (laughs) I guess your thing's nothing now, Samantha. (laughs) Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We got to talk about the purpose of the recap episodes. Because (laughs) it's changed. It feels like in this recap episode, it was the editors being like, cancel this show. <laughs> we're gonna yes. show you all we're gonna show you all the racism and liability issues. Please cancel this show. There's also a lot of uh mini challenge or teaches that we don't see. Like Benny Ninja listed out like every girl when he pulled them out of the limo, he gave each of them a different fashion citation. <laughs> Fashion citation. Uh, and then Tia Mowry had a secret hidden acting challenge where the girls were on a the t- the top model panel where it only seemed like they were uh, judging Whitney and someone else. But uh, Natasha read Tyra to filth in her impression. She said, Whitney, do you know how many brown sisters out there are watching you and thinking she's beautiful? It means... I'm beautiful too. And then she goes, and then she, when she's between the two of them, she goes, I have no pictures in my hand. It's a double elimination tonight. It's great. <laughs> and lastly, last thing. I last love thing. that Natasha <laughs> called Tyra out on her own performative bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Natasha, yes. truly, the main thing about Natasha that we've learned is she is full honest all the time. Yeah. Like, can't not, can't not be confident and honest. <laughs> Bree and Kim also had a oh. little, they got uh, made up on that shoot. Um, yeah. I, I honestly wondered about that since literally they brought them both back and one of the things that was talked about was basically their drama. <laughs> I thought it was weird in the episode. They didn't show them being like, and now we're fine. High five or whatever. Uh, Dion and Renee also almost came to blows at one point, which is the reason why this episode was titled The Girl Who Picks a Fight. Like oh. waiting during things. But I want to talk about, we got a viewer, a listener mail, a listener mail from Nick, who was saying that he had watched the recap episode and noticed something that we called out. So remember mm-hmm. when Dion said, I ain't no fucking lesbo, and they bleeped it? It isn't. That's not what she said. She said, I ain't no freaking lesbian. But because they bleeped it, it made it seem a lot worse than it was. What a weird thing to do, especially... So, wait, but they showed it uncensored, but they show it uncensored in, in the, the recap. recap. Correct. And there was so much bleeping in that episode, generally, that it really calls all of it into question. Yeah. I remember, that's what you that's what you said, Hannah, is you were like, wow, all the girls started cursing this yes. episode. That's so bizarre. What if Jasleen also didn't say anything bad, and they were just like, just put a kitty noise over it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was the one that was hardest to figure out, so. Yeah, I, what if she literally just said, like, models or something? <laughs> we're like, 
<laughs> this was actually once again just like last cycle not a bad not a bad recap to watch i'm gonna say this though alexander i absolutely don't want <laughs> no, to watch i'm so that grateful well, I did. i'm so grateful that i have not watched anesthesia free dentistry i feel like we me and hannity to venmo you two dollars each for emotional labor of that recap i don't want to watch that at at all but that's kid reporter alexander signing off <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, let's get to this episode. Let's get to this episode. We've been recording for seven hours. All right. (laughs) The girl who blames the taxi driver. Good title again. Great Mm -hmm. title. The previously on says the phrase, the cover girl commercial was a breeze for some. Was it? No. No. Maybe Renee a little. (laughs) Yeah, no one did well. They're trying to already gaslight us into thinking Natasha did like so amazingly well. And she did fine. Anyway, smash cut to the Sydney Opera House, just in case you don't know where we are. And Jasleine, okay, starting right now, Jasleine is bothered. Jasleine is bothered starting now, throughout at least the next episode that I have watched. (laughs) Yeah, it starts, Jasleine starts not looking great going forward. Not that she's actively doing anything bad, she just is sick of these other contestants. She's ready to win. Yeah. She has big introvert energy of like, I need to be alone and I am not getting it to restore my energy. It is interesting how you're not just allowed to be annoyed by other contestants on a reality show. Like you have to come up with a deep, dark reason or something that they're doing to you. And it's just like, no, other people are annoying. Even the people you like most, if you spend too much time with them. They get annoying. Yes. This is actually where I think Renee shines. I think in Talking Heads, Renee is very good at being like, look, blah, 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 is a nice person. Don't want to talk to him. (laughs) Yeah. Don't want to. That's not what Renee wants. (laughs) And if you guys didn't clock that my favorite moment already of this episode is Dion being on team uh, Britney is bullshit with me, I I don't know if we can be friends anymore. I literally wrote the note, (laughs) Dion is Alexander. (laughs) (laughs) Because she basically just says what you said on the podcast, except she uses the word skit. That's the only yes. difference, truly. Yes. It was so, you are lying. I love that. Lying. You are lying. When we get back to the beautiful hotel room. Actually, one sec. Before we get to that, I want to say that now Renee hates Britney. Everyone's yes. decided they hate Britney. Mm-hmm. No, I think everyone wanted JL to stay because there's nothing more like damning to someone else about you than when to your face they talk about how great of a person blank was mm-hmm. and renee was like jail was the one who was fun all the time right into <laughs> britney's soul <laughs> like into her mouth <laughs> yeah remember jail <laughs> <laughs> so what happens Hannah, we get, get back to the beautiful hotel room and we do not have tyra mail but we have jail mail which is on my new top model uh, nemesis, the Tyra Mail Podium. <laughs> Did you redo? Why? Why are you here? Podium, how is the Tyra Mail stuck to you? Why are you so offensive just sitting in the middle of this room? <laughs> do you know why? It's because they thought it would be too on the nose to do the didgeridoo of doom that we normally get. <laughs> so they just decided to put an actual didgeridoo. Like they tried to just have like a koala sitting there holding it in its mouth and they're like no this this is a step too far i'm shocked that the show had the restraint 
not to every time there was a new Tyramel to go, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> girls Tyramel, whoa, 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 whoa. Using restraint in relation to the music cues in this episode, <laughs> <laughs> there are approximately 9,000 music cues in this episode. That go all over the place. And I wonder if it's truly because it's Australia. So they're like, nothing we do is going to be offensive, quote unquote. <laughs> so just give us that Australian background music. My favorite, like, quick switch of the queue was when they're doing both of Britney's sepia tone flashbacks. And for the acting challenge, she's got this, like, 1920s tootly jazz music. And then when they switch to the, um, short-term memory loss sadness there's like silent movie violins in the background <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> conspiracy theory do, 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 do. was this all music cues from australia's next top model that they just imported the files from <laughs> erica was like i got fired here's the cues i've got I them on a, them. i've got them on a flash drive erica i was the a- audio engineer also <laughs> Oh, oh, I just realized, Alexander, because you uh, did the emotional labor of the recap, we understand why it says XOXO Gramps on the JL mail. Yes. Because the JL mail, the cover at least, they have individual letters that just tell them they're great. But that Dion doesn't read. No, yeah. the best so, one is when she puts in Renee's, when you win, will you loan me $1,000 to pay my rent? <laughs> love that. Love that. But it says, empty your souls and let your spirits sparkle the universe. That's the most JL thing that's ever been JL'd. I love it. Yeah. Love it very much. She also told Natasha she was the most beautiful girl in the world. I mean, she <laughs> knew what Natasha would like to hear. Yeah, exactly. I, JL n- understands and is an active listener to people. And then the next Tyra Mel says, there's more to go see than kangaroos and koalas. <laughs> Love Tyra. And they immediately understand what that one is. At this point, if they, they don't, this isn't a group that often figures out the Tyra well, Mel, unless it's about kangaroos. As we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But go see is like the easiest thing to do. Let me ask y'all an opinion question, actually. Let me ask Mm -hmm. y'all an opinion question. Do you like it when, do you like the fact that they often do the go-sees overseas? Yeah, I like it that, because it's how will another market react to them? Because they theoretically have how will the American market react to them by the judging panel. And whatever photographers are in over the given week and the involvement of 17 throughout the cycle. And I think sometimes it actually helps some girls. Like, I think... That some girls who are maybe not doing so well get to go further because they do so well overseas. Sure. I agree. Australia loves Dion, that kind of thing. It was like uh, uh, Narelle in Japan where they were just like, oh. Right. And Amanda, like. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I was just curious because it's yeah. one of those things that not every cycle, but the vast majority of cycles um, I think the only one I remember specifically is I'm pretty sure the petite cycle is in America, and I think we all know why. <laughs> yes. And I think that's really funny. Although they just go to Hawaii. I would not object to two go-see episodes within a cycle. It would be interesting to see yeah. growth from, like, sure. two go-sees in America, now or in Europe. Let's see how you've changed and how you've improved. But that's yeah, way too real-world practical for this show, so it would never happen. Yeah, for this show. Absolutely. We'd rather do another ice cream shoot. <laughs> And lots of corresponding teachers. We need to go sit in the Sears warehouse. (laughs) (laughs) So we head to Priscilla's model management, where we meet Priscilla Layton-Clark and client model 
Jody Mears. And if you could guess how Jody is spelled, you're a genius and a psychic because there is no way you would guess the secret H. I wrote down Jody, spelled, I think, the more traditional way, J O D I E. And then I looked at her name and I was like, oh, okay. And then I typed it a different way. And then I was like, that wasn't right. And then I rewound it. I typed this four times before I spelled it correctly. Also, I want to talk a lot about Priscilla because I, new fave, stan, love everything about this person. Jody is introduced as the new Erica replacement <laughs> host for Australia's Next Top Model Series 3. And Jody doesn't talk. <laughs> like, she no. doesn't say it you think Anything. right after she says that she's going to be like she's going to snap into it just like eric and be like hello girls and welcome to australia but she just doesn't talk she also no. does not make any facial expressions no <laughs> i wish i hope erica watched this episode was just like mm, jode hi i don't like this at all Another listener informed me that Erica Haynitz was no longer the host because she pursued a singing career. Oh, I'm going to buy that single. I loved Erica. <laughs> I, every time I think back to Erica, I'm just like, how great. So she truly almost had the exact same journey as Tyra because that was season cycle two of America's Next Top Model, except for Erica in series two is just like, but I'm going to do it. Bye. Bye. Also, Jody is not the last host of Australia's Next Top Model. There's another one at some point. Delicious. Love it. So Priscilla Layton, is that her? Layton? Layton. Layton Clark. Mm -hmm. She's fabulous. I don't know why I like her so much, but the energy she gives off is... Professional. Just amazing. There are so few times we see someone on the show who is both kind and professional. Yes. That's what it is, truly. It's that she seems nice, too. But it is too. a breath of fresh air yep. <laughs> when we do. So, also, she when she describes the model management company, they show actual comp cards, which, what a mm-hmm. revelation to actually, like, show proof that you're an actual model <laughs> modeling agency. <laughs> and then it's they do the classic, like, you're going to be doing go-sees, here's the three things. And this is the most basic of the list we've ever gotten because it's just personality, portfolio, per runway. Yeah, <laughs> the three P's per runway, per runway, and they have to be back at four thirty. And she doubles down. She says, "And if it's after four thirty, you are disqualified." And there's no, there's no like shenanigans about getting to these ghosties. This they is each the simple own taxi driver, same language, same taxi driver, no language barrier. You just tell the taxi driver where to go. Maps with addresses, mm. like yes. this is. This is A, if you could afford cabs, how you would do it in real life. It almost seems like you would think there would have been more shenanigans because everything was in English and everyone there spoke English. You would think they would use that chance to make it as wacky as possible. It's as almost if they knew that they would get shenanigans even without shenanigans, which is what happens. Yeah, but only because of like, it felt like only because of like dumb fuckery from the contestants, not because (laughs) of... No, exactly. But here's here's the episode's greatest mystery for me. Are those tiny paw prints on the butt of Natasha's jeans? Yes. Yes, they are. (laughs) What? I didn't even notice this. Tiny white paw prints. Like a raccoon had like boosted her over a fence. Maybe they're maybe (laughs) they're her little babies. And her baby is lifting her up. Every time I saw her running around, I was just like, ah. (laughs) Okay. I do like the idea that she's like a Cinderella figure. And there's always tiny woodland creatures helping Natasha succeed. 
Like every morning, she's just, like you said, just lifted out of bed. <laughs> These, I'm going to put it up front. The designer Tyrons and writing them down this episode was insanity. Adele, uh, you know what? It, we flipped around from Tyron to Tyron to Tyron so quickly that Alexander, I usually write down most, if not all of them, as backup. I, I just, em. I just... Here's the thing, though. I don't think, except for one or two, it even matters. No. You can list them, but like, no, it's fine. They go to a lot. There's like a swim beach. There's always, you know, there's like the casual, the gowns, the swim beachwear. But yeah, the Tyrons aren't introduced. Sometimes they're introduced shockingly. When it's a man, they seem to put the Tyron up immediately when they were speaking. But all the women got their Tyrons way later. It was very weird. That's if Tyrons could be sexist. You would think that would be sex. Because the only name that I remembered was Wayne Cooper. Yeah. But we also well, spent a decent amount of time at Wayne Cooper. I was going to say, wasn't there only one man who was, you know, mean? Yeah, but there was two guys. Yeah. Natasha introduces herself to at least one designer as just Natasha from Russia. Mwah. She does. <laughs> and Renee keeps up the name. She does. And no one, everyone else has fully abandoned this. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I thought Renee was one of the ones that hated it the most. Now she, now it's her favorite thing about her. Renee is the one that takes everything Tyra says as like gospel truth. So if Tyra told her that Nene would be good for her, she will be Nene yeah. forevermore. Well, and I'll say too that this is a good episode for Renee in general, but also on the go I think she's one of the most professional contestants we've ever had. A lot of her go feel like, a real mm -hmm. interview. Like she's having a conversation. She's explaining her portfolio. And she later, when oh she does goodness. that genius move of the, I heard she just had a baby. So I slipped a baby photo in. And then the even better boss move of her being like, oh, I just had a baby. What? You did? Congratulations. That was fine. The one thing I have a question, why did she lick the picture? To make sure they stuck in there. To stick them in there. Look. Yeah. That's not how you express love for your baby. <laughs> you know, Hannah's going to be looking pictures all day, every day soon. <laughs> Dion learns a really terrible lesson at her first Oh, God. <laughs> so oh I think God. it's at Lily, and, uh, Lily Boyd and Anna Hewitt, the, like, the bathing suit one, where she asks at the end, like, oh, can I keep it? And they're like, sure, you can keep it. And then that inspired Dion to ask that at every go-see. It truly makes her think that that's a normal thing to have happen and not just a silly thing that came out of her mouth that Correct. got an unexpected answer. Yes. Once would have been cute. When it happens that initial time, I'm like, oh, that's so fun. What a fun interaction. And then she becomes a flea marketeer. <laughs> like, a, like, she's like, can I keep it? And she's like, you can keep the top. Mm, just the top. You know what I mean? It becomes like a whole negotiation. My favorite is when she says, can I keep it? One of them says, you can buy it. Yeah, I, I love that, that so much. <laughs> and also in any other context, what Wayne Cooper says to her would have come across low-key racist when he was like, I expected that to be in your back pocket. But I'm like, no, because Dion asked for it. Well, Dion, that, no, hold up. We'll get to Wayne Cooper and the problematic. <laughs> that moment right there Okay. In, in, for anyone else would have been problematic. But you know Dion spent three minutes negotiating for that dress. Sure. <laughs> uh. Did we know that Brittany could not walk? At all? No, because... Feels like new storyline, who this? Have, we only did that one day of runway training at She's the so bad. She is so shockingly bad at walking. Yeah. Yeah, because we did it during the high school thing, and I think she was one of the... She, she won. won. She won. That's, she has a shoe trophy. That's where the golem came from. She... Okay. Does... This is not shade. Does Brittany have dyscalculia? 
because she says like 13 Cook Road and then is make is like pressing the bell for 15 through 19 in Cook giant Road. numbers huge and then she walks around to the tiniest little hidden door and thinks that's the entrance that they're supposed to be going in i don't i want to say i'm going to and it'll be the last time i ever get to defend britney here's why <laughs> i am famously amongst my friends bad at directions also that's when all the confidence that I've amassed over my 30 mm, years in life <laughs> evaporates. And I would be knocking on that warehouse door. I would be climbing up. I would be climbing up clearly marked emergency exits. I panic as soon as I can't find an address. And I think, I think the show shows us that address. I don't think she saw that address. And then she's just like, well, it's got to be here. Maybe, maybe Australia's different. Maybe fashions houses look like warehouses. Like, I get it. I get it, Britt. The worst part of it was that it was like clearly just an empty office. Yes. Also, she does, oh, sure. she does it at the elevator when she's like third floor. Why am I not moving? Third floor. Oh, oh this is I've the third 100% floor. I've 100% done that. You've never done that before. I, I don't believe it, Alexander. No, I, I don't believe it. I, I, think, I think you're in a safe space where you can admit that you've pressed the, the floor that you were already on in an elevator before. No, I've gotten off on the wrong floor. Well, yeah, we're all human. I mean, <laughs> I've fully done that. I, the Britney journey in the elevator, I have done moment for moment in my life. But JW, when it happens to you, do you get a chorus of 60s ladies going, You don't know my life. It's a funny ladies magazine music. That's what this episode is, Hannah. Twiggy finally got to go to the edit bay. You just like, Twiggy comes in and she's like, I purchased a brand new Casio keyboard. I program these sounds in. I made middies. I believe they're called middies. Also, while we're on the subject of Brittany, Brittany, the bartender who's great at talking to people, apparently can do zero small talk. She sits there so awkwardly. She says that that's her strategy, though. She says that, like, you don't want... And I get what she's saying theoretically is you don't want to be, like, overly talkative and annoying but she pivots way hard the other way even when they engage with her the first criteria was personality and she has zero yeah except bad walk which i mean fun personality (laughs) (laughs) also but i don't know back on the walking thing i feel like she got the worst feedback in the world because she's been told that her walk is great she has a shoe trophy to prove it maybe like, why would she have improved her walk? I think she just... And I'm not saying it's not bad. It's devastatingly bad. Some of the worst walking oh my God. we've ever seen on the show. But like... Like, you're worried she's about to fall down. Yes. And I feel like she just went into it way too confident about all the wrong things. It's like, well, I know that I have this, so I don't need to show it. And it's like, well, these are people who've never met you. So they don't know what you have. So you kind of have to show them it. <laughs> She gives us the feedback that we praised in previous cycle where she's like, well, if one designer doesn't like you, it doesn't matter. You just got to go on to the next one, which would be fine if any of the designers liked, liked her once. <laughs> Talking about designers not liking a person, when Natasha hugs Arabella Ramsey <laughs> after she just said that Natasha is too sexual and flirtatious, the face that Arabella made was Naima level uncomfortable with hugs. Exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> And Natasha does 
her signature move to initiate a hug, which is to like dive in. Like she's diving Ooh. under a wave to get into the ocean. <laughs> that is not reading the room, let's say. So we've put it off long enough. We need to talk about Wayne Cooper and his interaction with Dion. Wayne Cooper, who has the biggest showroom space we've ever seen on the show. Yes. He says the phrase, like, Dion's like wearing a dress, and she says, oh, it's hot. And he says, I love a bit of black on black. Woof. Yikes. Yikes. Nope. He does say that he would put her in the show, but still, not... Well, that's the thing, is this is the kind of racism where, like, he's not anti-Dion in any way, shape, or form. He just also is very comfortable saying casual microaggression. Fetishizing her? Over and over. Kind, yeah, exactly. Like, it's that, it's that kind of racism that if you called him out on, he would not understand why it was racist because, I mean, I don't know Wayne Cooper. Maybe he's grown and learned. I always hope that people have. But, like, that, like, he'd be like, but it was all positive. And you're like, yes, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's both racist and I think sexist as well because yes. this is something that has happened to me where I will get hit on in a gross way and you'll say no thank you and they'll be like but I was complimenting you mm-hmm. and they're like nope it's like uh, like cat callers always I feel like have that defense of like but I was saying good things uh-huh. I was saying I would love to sex her <laughs> like well but that's not and now now that I re- I didn't remember that quote Alexander and now I'm worried that the thing I defended earlier because Dion is fully going flea market shopping everywhere maybe it was like also racist the Damn stealing it. thing when he yeah. said that, yeah he said it was going to be in her back pocket maybe it was i mean it, but i also feel like D- dion definitely also asked for that dress oh for <laughs> so sure. i feel like both were, maybe both are true both maybe there's a true. world where both are true it's complicated <laughs> it's a complicated situation yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it absolutely is not <laughs> both sides both sides Oh, you know what? You know what, guys? Have you ever thought about us seeing it from both sides? (laughs) (laughs) So do you know who's living their best life? That dog on a zebra skin rug. Oh my god. That dog (laughs) looked at uh, I think it was Dion. It was looked at Dion, and I almost was like, is Dion gonna ask if she can take that dog? (laughs) (laughs) Can I just have his dog? (laughs) Can I have the dog? Dion just has a familiar for the rest of her time on the show. Is this what being a model is? I just ask and they give? Ah. They just give me a thing? Cool. But they did use that dog um, as like like Project One Project One Way. Swatch. Project One Way. <laughs> Project Runway used to use uh, Swatch as like a transition of like... <laughs> you almost imagine being like... <laughs> Can you believe what's about to happen next? <laughs> Why do I think dogs sound like that? I was also because I was also thinking to go into Flintstones like it's a living. <laughs> <laughs> that used to be my favorite joke on that show is when they would use a real bird and they'd make it they'd humiliate it yeah. and then be like it's a living. I'm like, well, good, this is capitalism at its worst. <laughs> <laughs> so. Renee and Dion jump in their cabs and they're like, we need to get back to Priscilla's. Yeah. Most professional too. And honestly, are we surprised that those are the most professional too? Absolutely not. No. Brittany's like, I gotta get one more. Why is there always? asks her cab driver, how far away are we from Priscilla's? And he says it's going to take 15 minutes. So with 19 minutes on the top model clock, she says, I'm going to do one more. And that's all she says, Mm -hmm. which comes up later. Mm. 
because she makes the world's well, let's talk about this now okay. let's talk about this now and then jasmine gets back with a minute to spare yeah, jasmine okay. also <laughs> manages to cram in one last go see but she does it to a fast-paced cowbell theme so yeah, manages yeah. to get back in time <laughs> and so Brittany makes the erroneous decision to walk to the next place that she doesn't know where it is and i was like Brittany, you have proven that you do not know directions just like your favorite podcast lead host jw crown <laughs> and so why would you walk i would never walk i would never do this i would not trust myself this is a bad idea yeah when you only have four minutes and then she said i mean that's even honestly at that point that's beside the point point. and then when she comes out because she does find it i guess when she comes out she's so mad that her cab driver's not there next not there the cab driver's not there and the edit team is not gonna let her have this nope. they have the footage of her saying i'm gonna go over there she didn't tell him to meet her nope. there and he just says okay and then she's a full bitch to him when she finally gets back to the cab she starts cursing at him it's horror it's a such a bad look and she's yeah. committed to this lie it's very you're the help Mm-hmm. yes moment well my theory is when we eventually get back to priscilla's and she's standing outside the door screaming about how it's the cab driver's fault i really thought that she thought they were going to be like oh it was the cat hark it was the cab driver's <laughs> fault you are undisqualified come on in natasha you stay outside you didn't complain about the cab driver <laughs> that really felt like what it was so when the three of them are all waiting, Natasha comes in a minute late and she comes in and she's like, no, I made it. I'm fine. And then they're like, you're disqualified. She's like, fine. Like she's pissed, but she kind of is like, it's fine. Like yeah. I was late. I want to say that right before we get into the next part of this, there's a moment that I love where Renee to both seemingly Dion and Jasmine explains what a second hand is <laughs> yes because she points to the clock and says well that red one as soon as it gets up to the 12 that's 4 30 and Jasmine's like oh and I was like Jasmine well I thought you were going to mention that Jasmine's nipples uh came out to play because everyone's nipples came out to play <laughs> I've already mentioned Jasmine's nipples and I, I I feel like that's you know what she doesn't wear a bra and that's Jasmine's choice. And I, I'm just surprised that the show never does a little blurdy blur. I'm just surprised. There's nothing wrong with her wearing whatever she wants to wear. I'm just surprised there's no little blurry blur. And I thought you were going to mention that production continues to use the lessons of cycles past because there are a lot of large and very distinct tote bags. Yeah. <laughs> including Jasmine's polka dot number. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. It's for their <laughs> model. loves a polka dot. Mm-hmm. Jasmine loves a polka dot. <laughs> so when Brittany comes up, she doesn't even go inside. Natasha basically is like, you're late. And then this monologue that this diatribe that Brittany breaks into, where she's throwing her portfolio and screaming. And I love the cuts back to Priscilla having to stop because Priscilla wants a clean take. Oh my God, Priscilla's waiting face and... She keeps trying to make professional hands. I don't know if that makes sense when I say it out loud. I know what you're saying. (laughs) But she'll like be about to talk and her hands will go into this professional position. And then she just has to stop as Brittany screams two feet away outside the door. At a certain point, I almost think Natasha's like, yes, keep yelling, keep yelling. But then we get one of the most iconic quotes in America's Next Top Model history from Natasha which is 
I just want to tell you that some people have war in their countries, <laughs> which is her trying to calm her down. But the way that Natasha delivers it, and she's like looking down and she's just kind of shaking her head, just like, look. And I just, <laughs> but I, in my head, she had said like more, but that's actually all Natasha basically says. It's like, that's her whole argument. It's like, hey, there's war. So once again, not wrong. Not no, wrong, Natasha's Natasha. honest and truthful. This enrages Britney, though. It's like basically saying, like, you can't tell me not to be upset. And then I love Priscilla going, well, I assume Britney knows she's been disqualified as she hasn't come into the room. Yeah, I think I think she's figured it out, Priscilla. <laughs> so good. <laughs> That's my favorite. Renee, she got Grace personality. She sometimes photographs a bit hard. Which that's the rest of her journey yeah. on this show. Mm-hmm. Dion, good personality. She needs to work on her posture. They don't bring up that she asked to take clothes every single time. <laughs> and yeah, her tote bag is overflowing <laughs> with bathing suits. <laughs> Jesleen, great body, love the walk, and she got the best feedback. And she wins. Yeah. And she's so happy. I hadn't realized that she had never won a challenge. Me either. She is so happy, and then she gets to pick a friend for a photo shoot on top of the world, and she picks Dion. To spice up her portfolio. Ooh. So they go outside to be reunited with... This is my favorite moment. The the great unwashed disqualified. (laughs) Natasha says, can I hug the winner? (laughs) So cute. (laughs) It's so sweet. And then Renee has apparently joined forces with the editing team not to let Brittany get away with anything. <laughs> because Brittany goes, I was here at 431. And Renee just like does a full point at Natasha and goes, she was here at 431. She was one minute late. You were more than one minute late. And like, yeah, duh, Brittany. Like, this is easily checked. You know this is on film. Oh, my God. So... They go for the photo shoot that Jasmine won. They go to Sydney Harbor Bridge. This is a strange photo shoot. I think the end result photos are lovely, yes, though. Especially for Dion. Dion looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, the two of them where it's both a beauty shot for both mm-hmm. of them. But the weirdest part is they have to wear these jumpsuits. <laughs> yeah, those are full, like, safety moments, right? Yeah. It's a company that organizes this, like, climb up to the top. <laughs> But they're like, I thought like, oh, they're going to take them off and have like beautiful flowing dresses or something. It's like, no, no. Nigel's just going to take you in these ill-fitting jumpsuits. With full glamour makeup. (laughs) Yes. And the wind blowing and they look gorgeous. Yeah. I just, it moments like this, and they do this in some cycles. It's usually with Nigel that it's just this bonus, but more like, I'm going to say realistic portfolio photo. Yeah. It looks like it was taken for the company. Exactly. And I would just, it always makes me think. What is there a version of America's Next Top Model where we got more photo shoots that were like this? That were like photos that you might put in a portfolio? Yeah. <laughs> that no one got frostbite on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, JW, earlier in the episode, you said that the girls have kind of given up on figuring out the Tyra males. That's not true for this one. Because these women spend almost seemingly an hour trying to f- parse out this tire Dion says 30 full minutes which is so funny because in my head they're always spending 30 minutes doing that but apparently they're mostly reading and being like miss smell you later (laughs) (laughs) and I can't blame them when the tire mail (laughs) goes a little something like this men are from Mars women are from Venus can you rock each planet 
half of your picture-perfect future is in my hands. It's like two Tyramels put together. It just does like a full chapter two moment halfway through. I just love that they all focus on like, rock each planet. Rock each planet. Rock each planet. <laughs> rock. Planet. I love Jasleen just trying to say the sentence differently as if it's like one of those uh, one of those like uh, mumble word games where you, yes. if you like say the gibberish fast <laughs> enough it becomes a sentence. Rock each planet. Rocket? Rockets? Rocket no. planets. Guys, we're gonna rocket planets. <laughs> but eventually Brit of all people figures out that Tyra's gonna be the photographer. I just love that Dion's like, I'm going to bed. I don't have time for this. <laughs> no, no thanks. I'm the only one who makes my bed in the morning, so I'm going to need the extra five <laughs> minutes to do that. But yeah, Britt figures out, oh, future in my hands, I bet Tyra's the photographer, and Jasleen co-signs that with the enthusiasm of someone who's just on top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> so they arrive at their photo shoot at 5.30 in the morning. Which freezing. made me realize, <laughs> remember when Tyra Males had times and places yes. to be ready? <laughs> How much makeup you should put on before going to the set? Remember, be ready, be ready at five thirty in the morning. Remember when that was a thing? <laughs> no, don't remember those times. <laughs> I remember. I guess nowadays it's probably just like a producer tells them off to the side or something, so they know when to wake up. And they were just like, "Oh, we want the tire mills to just be cute things, and that takes away the cuteness from it." Or maybe they just didn't have room on these <laughs> Tyra <laughs> headshots that we get now. <laughs> But they had the room for men are from Mars, women are from Venus. I have a yum yum, you have a penis. Thank you. But my brain wanted to finish it out like that so badly. <laughs> I've never heard that before. It's from Bob's Burgers. It was a chant. That's great. so funny. <laughs> I really should watch that show eventually. New podcast idea. So they, they're told that they're going to do women's magazine and men's magazine and they're going to be shooting with sexy men but mr j got a photographer who knows all about women who is very sensitive to women it's tyra (laughs) and everyone's like so it's not tyra (laughs) and then tyra comes out and then tyra and Brittany have an exchange that's hilarious to be out of context like i understand what both of them are saying but they're like, we knew it was you. And Tyra's like, you knew it was me? How? And Brittany responds, because it said hands. <laughs> Brittany, you're doing so well with the Tyra Bell. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> and then they remind us that the only ones she's actually shot are cycle one and cycle seven. And right. truly, why was there such a gap? I know we discussed it in cycle seven, but like, why, was, why did she do cycle one, get good photos, and then be like, no. Who knows? Was she just recording that single that much? Um, yeah. Yes. We do learn the the male photographer, or later though, right? Yeah. I was later. so ready. I was so ready for the male photographer to be Tyra in a baseball hat. <laughs> <laughs> Doing her own version <laughs> of that photo With like shoot. a fake mustache. Yeah. Ooh, it's me, Tyrone Banks. And you're just like, oh boy. Tyrone Whoa. Rivers. Whoa, okay. Oh, instead of bank. Yeah. Oh, um, um, it's Tyrone Mutual Fund. <laughs> Tyrone uh Tyrone Wells Fargo. <laughs> it's, it's branded content now. Do you know back in the day it would have been Wachovia. <laughs> back in the day it would have been Wachovia. Do you know, Alexander, the best evidence for Britney was terrible the entire time? Was Sutan going, it's always something with you, huh? Yes. 
I was like, oh my Ooh. God. Yeah, you know it's bad when the styling team knows that you're a mm-hmm. problem. Also because mostly the styling team loves everybody. Yep. That's like yeah. who they actually get along with. And Sutan just is not having Britney. Not even a little. Yeah, and Brit- Britney's like, I'll take extensions as long as they're not sewn in. Okay, thanks. Mr. J's wearing the cutest sweater, by the way, that's all black and has this big sparkly skull with two wings. It's like classic Mr. J, yeah. where it's just like normal outfit, huge embellishment. <laughs> that's the Mr. J I want. Britney's model is David uh, Sciola, and he's now a realtor. He's now a what oh, now? Realtor. Oh, classic. Classic journey. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Britney complains about being cold. To be fair, everyone's freezing all the time. Like everyone's gonna, and as we'll learn, apparently right now, Sydney is just so cold every day, all day. I really enjoy Tyra and Jay's joint confessionals where Jay is apparently not allowed to talk. They cut him off at one point. He literally opens his mouth and they it's like, cut uh-uh. him off. Oh, but they do get to pose in unison. I yes. love them p- doing Dion's up arm motion at the exact same time, the exact same way. And I'm like, oh, that's one of those juicy moments that happened in one take. And you're like, ah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Dion's model, get ready for his name. His name is Brad, quote, River Rope. Rope? Brad, his last name is Rope. And his, his nickname is River. So he's Brad River Rope. Interesting. What a name. Did you look up anything about old River? No. Old I River Rope? About Fair it. enough. River rope? No. Maybe it's rapay. <laughs> um, there's also just some kayaker in the back. They did not like clear this ocean. No. Also, can we talk about, and I know several of them end up having to do it, but Renee's the first one we see have to get in the water. And I'm like, oh, so rude. Mm-hmm. It's so freezing. And Renee's like, I have to get in the water. Okay, we're getting in the water. Cool. Feels like you almost murdered Carrie D last year doing this. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> No, we're going to be real fast. They put Jasmine up on the rock. No one else had to stand on wobbly rocks. Like, there's not, these aren't all created equal. Which is so funny because these could have all easily been created equal. But also, why are we waiting so long to talk about Jasmine's male model? Oh, my lord. Hmm? I don't remember him. Oh. He was the one with the buzzed head. He was the sexy one. Oh, the one that later on they're like, young Nigel. Uh huh. Yeah. Which isn't a bad comparison. Nope. No, his name is Tamati William or Tamati William. Uh, Renee's model, though, got real hot. Adrian Allen. Oh, did he? He got real mm-hmm. hot. Oh, yeah. Look him is, up. Is he the one with the giant chest tattoo? Yeah. Okay. I love when the male models break the mold of what the show says <laughs> is possible for modeling because he has, especially when, okay, I, I have to say this now, actually, to make this make sense. I did not notice that they had done a color filter on this entire section until they get to the male modeling things and they do it in oversaturated color. Why did we have this weird Vaseline filter? And I didn't even notice. I just thought it was dark. It looked like everyone suddenly got a spray tan. Yeah. It's so weird. They tried to make the show look like what the photos were going to look like. It was a weird editing choice that you truly don't notice because you just think it's like dark and murky and cold. Yeah. And then as soon as you see them switch over to the male magazine, the men's magazine shots, it's just like, oh, saturation. But his tattoo is the brightest, biggest chest plate. And I'm not insulting it. I'm just saying that it's so funny that they're like, you can't have tattoos, lady models. And this guy comes out with like a full peck of a tattoo. <laughs> and before we talk about Natasha's model, I have to ask a question. Who was Tyra speaking to when she said, I made a pee-pee. I made a pee-pee, mommy. 
not that assistant that walked away. <laughs> I think <laughs> not for me. She was referring to the fact that her jeans got wet while they were shooting oh, in the yeah. water. Oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, for sure. But you're a professional on set, Tyra. To whom? To why? <laughs> to to Jay? Was it to Jay? She just always assumes Jay is standing directly next to her and doesn't even realize what he isn't. Yes. So Natasha's model, Samuel Serena, is packing. I do think that, I mean, Natasha is excited about this because Natasha is always very ready to be sexy. Ready to shine. It's very funny to me that Renee talks about how, like, she's like, sexy, great. That's something I know I know how to do. And I'm like, eh, Natasha's the one. Yeah. These <laughs> photos Natasha's are so like, sexual. Natasha just gets those lips ready. She's like, ready to push them out. Mm. <laughs> just everything out. Because ah. Natasha and her male model are sort of just having foreplay. <laughs> Yes. Like even yes. Mr. J is like, oh, this is getting hot. Should we, <laughs> do we need a close set? Do we need to close the set? Uh, then Tyra says goodbye and doesn't return it as Tyrone. But instead, Michael Alm comes out. And why is he shirtless during this photo shoot? Because he's cold. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't start shirtless, right? I don't know. I wrote he's shirt. Like, that's my first note about him is he's shirtless. And I said, you're at work, sir. But see, maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's that kind of thing where, you know, you hear those things about when an actor has a nude scene, the director will also be nude. Uh. In. Uh. Maybe he was like, hey, I understand you're freezing. I'm also going to be freezing in, uh, you know, what's it called? Not in unison. Solidarity. In, um, solidarity. Solidarity with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, he's just like, well, hope you like my late 40s, early 50s chest. <laughs> <laughs> And he was cute. I'm not complaining no, about no. that. It's just like, it's just bizarre because he definitely starts with a shirt. And then it's like, oh. and, <laughs> and we know it's freezing. So if anything, you would think he would have put on more. I was also surprised that switching to men's magazine meant the addition of jewelry. Yes. We'll talk about it when we get to the photos. But I noticed that too. That's what you're selling to men, <laughs> Hannah? I don't think, do you not understand men? I'm always selling jewelry to men. <laughs> I just want bracelets, thanks. <laughs> um, I will say the one thing you, you they, they definitely add is eye makeup. Uh-huh. Yeah. In men's magazines, you just want eyeliner. Layers <laughs> and layers and layers of it. Do, uh, in a men's magazine, does that mean we also have to have radical 90s music behind Britney? Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Are you kidding? Of course. That's Twiggy's favorite track. <laughs> <laughs> Renee is also in a full porn in hers. I, most of these kind of are, and I guess technic- that is what men's magazines, the FHMs of the worlds are. Especially at that time, yeah. I guess. Oh, yeah. Because now I feel like men's magazines are actually a lot of men. Like, it's more catered to having men in photos. Oh, you mean like a GQ situation where yeah. it's like, it's like, here's how you should dress. Yeah. Rather than, like, men's magazine. I wonder if they realized it's because a lot of men's magazines, when it comes to, like, fashion, life advice, whatever, it was actually, they were actually getting both straight and, like, gay bi men, you know, to read them. So they were like, oh, we actually could increase our clientele if we provide the same information, but make it a little less, like, full sleaze Mm -hmm. situation. Because the the magazines, if you want a sleazy magazine, those still exist. But it's even like, what, Playboy stopped doing nude shoots, right? Yeah. Yeah. At some point, we just got away from that. There's a little bit, and I feel like I've said this before on a previous episode, but a little bit of hashtag justice for Renee. She looks so good with long hair. Yeah. She looks so much younger 
and softer with yeah, long hair. Yeah, didn't give her an old, old grandma haircut. Yeah. Yeah. She got what we would call today, like, a version of a Karen. Truly. Yeah. Uh-huh. She got that. She got that. Or who was, um... Mom hair. Who was Oh, John Kate. Kate Gosselin. Yes, plus eight. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think of when I think of her hair. It's not the exact same, but it's in that realm. Yes. It's that a child can't pull easily. <laughs> Which, I mean, she's a mom. They should have given all the moms this haircut. <laughs> she, well, they gave Dion a mom haircut. Oh, no. <gasps> and our bangs for moms? And Natasha was like, no. <laughs> my child will pull my bangs. <laughs> Back at the hotel, Jasmine, continuing her not liking anyone, calls Renee money hungry and old. Old yeah. looking. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, but even still, <laughs> yeah, Jasmine and I understand that the producers are probably always asking them, "Who do you think is going to go home?" But like everyone else is pretty much like team seem team send Britney home, and for some reason, I think Jasmine thinks Renee's competition, and she's trying to like yeah. mm-hmm. say that out loud to make it happen for the universe. Although, never tell Jasmine, as we'll see, that she thinks anyone else's competition. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it later. But yeah, why? What is the story about? This is the last thing before we hit the panel. What is the story behind Britney's room service? Oh my god, <laughs> that's a question. It, she opens <laughs> it up and just is like, "Nope, I close," and then walks away from it. Yeah, well, she she like, identifies that's... it. She looks at it, goes, "Food." I'm not eating this. It covers it back up. It's so odd. It was just them trying so hard to be like, see how much Britney is. And she is. She is. I'll admit it. She is. But like, they're just trying to find any clip that can be justified in you seeing her as like bratty. Because maybe yeah. maybe that food was gross looking. <laughs> <laughs> Real cold. I yeah. mean, also, it also looks really late. Like no one else is around. This room is empty. So maybe she got up in the middle of the night, opened it, and was like, never mind. Yeah. I also need to point out, and nobody cares about this but me, but not only are we not doing the didgeridoom, we got my favorite classic gong bongs. We did. Yeah. We did. Oh, gong bongs. Gong bongs. What will we do without you? This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Tyra gets two panel photos that are fake magazine covers, one that's ANTM magazine and one that's ANTM Foreman. And neither of them are good. No, no, they are not. They're some of her worst photos, especially the men's one where it's just ass in air situation. It's a weird, bizarre yoga pose. What cover of a magazine would ever have anyone on all fours? Not even Playboy or Hustler. I was about to say, the only kind of magazines that would have that are the ones that got, like, a paper bag over them in the store uh, so you couldn't see like, the cover. Oh, only a magazine called, like, Down Dog or Doggy Style would have a pose such as that. Oh, Alexander, you don't have a subscription to Down Dog Monthly? <laughs> it's not what you think. It's a lot of dog information. <laughs> you couldn't it's even format trading. it correctly for a magazine cover, though. <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> not. 
Also, 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 it says volume three, number five, cycle eight. What are the three and five even referring to? What happened to volume four? <laughs> it's not a premiere edition, Alexander. It's this magazine has been around. <laughs> I love that the women's version says exclusive interview with Tyra. Well, I mean, it's a and magazine. You would think everyone's an exclusive interview with Tyra. And even Tyra sometimes. <laughs> One on one of the magazines, one of the things on the men's magazine says Vegas gone wild, parentheses, it's not cheating. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. And it says exclusive. Tyra Banks dripping wet. Oh. <laughs> My. <laughs> dripping wet. <laughs> and then pair it with that pose. <laughs> I can't I can't even make a follow-up joke because anything I say will be way too vulgar. <laughs> the dripping red is funny, but the Vegas one's what gets me. It's not cheating, ladies. <laughs> we're gentlemen. We're gentlemen. <gasps> All right. So Tyra's panel outfit is very mistress at a funeral. I love this outfit actually. I actually really like this one. I thought the dress was cute. I thought she needed a hair fix. Yeah, her hair was so fly. Someone away. only got halfway through brushing her hair. Hey, see, here's what I think it is though. I thought that for a second, but I initially liked it because I thought it had kind of a wet beach look. And since they were all like beach things, oh. I like got, I don't think the outfit matched the hair. No. No. But I, I like your but backstory. But I like them both separately. <laughs> also, these, the girls walk in and who gave them these ugly dresses? Why was it sundress day except for Natasha? Natasha said, no, 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 no. I'm going to walk in like a model. You know who got them these dresses? Dion. She stole them from all the <laughs> designers and then she was just handing out dresses. Also, uh, I thought Twiggy looked like she's from a funny lady flight attendant magazine. Oh, is this her neon pink with the black stripes overalls? The best. best. It's a lot, and it's a bright, bright pink. I thought she looked cute, but I agree with you. It's a little flight attendant realness. Yeah. Our guest judge is, of course, Priscilla Leighton Clark. Great judge, too. Great judge. It's exactly what Hannah said. It's she's the right mix between kind, but knows what she's talking about. And that's how she is as a judge, too. She also just doesn't seem like she came in with her mind fully made up about any of the contestants, which is so refreshing. Like, she's willing to have her mind changed. Yes. Even though she should absolutely have it made up about Brit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brittany is first, and we learned that not one client wanted to book her. Not a single one. And it's skipping ahead a little, but in private panel, Miss J reveals that that's the first time that's ever happened in the show's history. uh, uh. Yeah. And they don't even bring up the, do they, no, they don't bring up the screaming and yelling. Well, wait for Brittany's recap. <laughs> oh, her okay. update. So her men's photo. I think she looks a bit like a mermaid that's going to murder that man. I think her face is terrible. They fall all over this face. They think it's great. And I think it's bad. It looks like she's going, Rrr. I didn't mind it, actually. I, I One thing I liked about it was that Brittany as we criticize, similar to Jasmine, has like one face that she goes to a lot. And I appreciated that it was different for Brittany. It's not my favorite. It's not even, I, I would still put it in bottom two of the men's magazine photos. But I appreciate that she kind of looked different because this is not what you would traditionally book Brittany for necessarily. I appreciate that she looked different, but her mouth is just way too slack to me. Yeah. She looks a lot like, speaking of, Misha Barton, weirdly, in this photo. 
Oh, oh my god, she does. Sure, 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 sure. This necklace is insanity. <laughs> it's so long. I need to seduce a man. I'm gonna throw on a beaded necklace. <laughs> Chunky long beaded necklace. Where was Whitney to wear these necklaces? <laughs> Her woman's photo. What is this pose? I hate that. This is, I think, my least. No, that's not true. But it's one of my no. least favorites of all 10 photos that we'll see. Because this is a bad angle, too. And she's, like, weirdly leaning. It's like she's about to fall in or something. Also, what is she selling? Not the bathing suit. It looks like a perfume ad where we could crop her out. Sure. For me, all the women's magazine ones were a little bit less about a product and a little bit more about just, like, an editorial moment within a magazine to set a mood for an article. Maybe that's wrong-minded because I guess modeling, you're always selling a product. Well, not this cycle, so... Yeah. Well, pay less shoes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, not this cycle. <laughs> oh, that was a Hannah Jane Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> no, all of all of the, as Tyra puts it, and I have to throw this in there because it's so weird to me. All of the soft, sexy female photo shoot pictures in sepia tone seem like it's a promo for a CW show. Yeah. Remember that show, Summerland. It is. Yes. It's very Summerland. Summerland? Summerland. <laughs> All right. Natasha's next. Her jewelry is an arm cuff. And this photo is very dirty sexy. Which is kind of the brief, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this photo is super sexy. <laughs> this photo is hot. Mm-hmm. And I Two love T's. that you can't see the male face. Yes, I do too. Yes. You know Natasha did that too. He started turning to camera and she's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she... Uh, she looks so sexy in this photo. And Tara gives, gives her a compliment about how she can use her full lip strength in this by saying, you know how your lips get in the way a lot? <laughs> when she said that, I imagined it like her bangs, like her lips were so big they were in front of her <laughs> eyes and she can't see. Like, going through the world. Push them out of the way. So funny. Her women shot, I thought, was very soft for Natasha. It's not my favorite. I think it's good for Natasha. The pose is a lot, though. It's that's what I mean. It's like it's a little complicated in my mind. Yes, like mm. it's a little like too much was going on. There are ones I like way way better, but if for Natasha, since that we know as viewers, this is kind of her weakness is softness and not like fierce. Yeah, I liked it. I think her face is stunning, and it's a full on, not upside down face shot. Yep. And um, Nigel calls it out as very Calvin Klein, and I I see that. I see that. That's fair. I also think if you cut it off at about her waist, it's not as weird. Yeah. Like, if it was a long thing and you didn't see them, like, doing it on the beach, it wouldn't be as bizarre. I also, I, yeah, I'm i glad you brought that up, Hannah, the Calvin Klein compliment, because Natasha's face, when she hears, like, a brand, because Natasha is so aware of fashion, mm-hmm. was just like, yes. I'll book that. Like, it's great. <laughs> like, she loves a compliment that's specific to fashion. And now that Sarah's not in the competition anymore, Natasha's kind of our fashion girl. Yeah. Yeah. Jasmine is next. And I cannot believe that the hair and face photo was her best. Agree. First thing I said when it came up. It was, and that's not necessarily her fault, but this was too much hair and face. Because the rest of the photo I liked quite a bit, but I was like, there wasn't a version of this with slightly less wind. There must have been. Because you know that's a... You know this is the only face Jasmine gave. Yeah. There must have been another option. <laughs> I'm not bothered by the necklace. 
You're not bothered by that necklace? No, it looks like what I used to have to sell at Urban Outfitters when I worked there. And then it would take an eternity to untangle. Hey, <laughs> you can seduce someone and keep track of your keys. You're a modern woman. Hey, you got lots of charms on that. That's what chain. the Men's Magazine article is about. It's like, now women can have it all. <laughs> <laughs> the woman's shot uh, is a wedding photo. I wrote an engagement photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like that it's very different for Jasmine. I do too. I think her face looks beautiful. It's a, it's, it's not straight to camera. It's also different for the male model. It looks like it could be a different male model. Like he's even like in a woman's magazine. <laughs> he's not like super musk. Mu- like he's not really like tensing his muscles. He looks softer and like, I don't know. I'll say in general, the male models were quite good. Yes. At what they were yes. meant to do. Like, because sometimes we get these models and we're like, are they though? <laughs> yeah. But these were like working models who were working. I had a, I had a viewer say that working models who, oh, a shirt that like says working model who is working <laughs> is like a piece of merch they would want if we ever do merch, which I'm absolutely telling the listeners right now. I'm not promising, but that I'm not saying no to. <laughs> <laughs> Dion is next. We need, before we get to the photos, what? is Dion wearing is this the brown dress the yes. like satin satin looking brown dress with a purple dress underneath it rough fabric like to, to to keep you we know that they stand there for hours this is a bad choice for somewhere that you're going to be full body for a long time and it's going to slowly but surely mess Sprinkle. up yeah, yeah. It's hideous. I couldn't think of the word crinkle and I was going to say crackle and I was like, nope, that's a channel. (laughs) (laughs) Her male photo. Mm. I'm going to say it. I don't like either of Dion's. I don't like either of Dion's. Neither of them is very good. This photo is a photo shoot for her uh, belly button tattoo that I have not noticed. I didn't, I never noticed it. And it's, and it's, look, those kind of things aren't necessarily bad for men's magazines, but it's very prominent in this particular shoot. And does she have a classic a top model belly piercing? No. <gasps> Gasp. <laughs> but they put a giant, like, belt on her. Maybe that's this... what I think the piercing was. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I found the picture. Yeah, I, yeah, in my head, I've made that into a piercing. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. women's magazine photo feels like it's, like, two clicks away from being a good photo. Thank you. Her, her, the way, her eyes are opened in a way that is not attractive looking it's so tight too there's just like she looks uncomfortable yeah which and this starts this thing that we're going to be talking about a lot with Dion which is she can't unstern her face and anytime she tries to it just gets worse and they call it mean I don't think it looks mean I think it's just it's just a tenseness because she's trying to be like Fierce. fierce when they say give me more with your face that's what she does right yes exactly Renee's men photo is, I think, one of her best photos. I right, then look in Renee's eye, piercing. The jewelry is not hideous. It's just like a gold belly chain. I like the way her hands on the model, the like little like ooh touch, little tickle. Mm-hmm. I love it. And I, it's it's a strong editorial choice. I really like her women's magazine pose. I, I think the contrast in the men's magazine, the color contrast works really well for her because her eyes pop so much. Yeah. Yeah. And then the the women's is not my favorite, but it's also not her fault. It's specifically what she was told to do. Yeah. And she's so connected 
with the male model that I think it works out for her. But like, I can see this as an ad for some sort of like wellness thing, mm. right? Yes. I, yes. There is one problem with this photo. It for sure looks like he is fingering her under the water. Oh, God. Alexander, what is with you today? <laughs> <laughs> what are you horny? <laughs> it's really hot out. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Fine. I'll cut. I no, but now that I'm looking gonna... at it, I see it. <laughs> it does. <laughs> It does. Let's say he's about. <laughs> it's it's a horny photo. It is a pretty horny photo. I don't know. She was just reeling on these hands. But the most important. Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry, I can't get past. This. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely can't get past how horny Alexander <laughs> is. <laughs> I see it. I see what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's the it's so the, yeah, it's, don't. The... it's just the every photo he's like you know what it looks like <laughs> it looks like she's about to get blasted <laughs> <laughs> it's the reach in and there's like you can see the wrist like le- like tilting up it's, it's true i see it <laughs> private panel wait, wait 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 we can't go to private panel yet oh, i know because there is a historic moment while discussing renee's photo which is the booty tooch Booty tooch alert. But the best part of it, and this was almost my opening quote, is when Tyra goes, the booty is the new sex accessory. Yeah. What was she talking about? Anal? <laughs> the booty is the new is the new hot accessory for sex. Everyone's getting one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tippity top booties. <laughs> It was just like what like what did Tyra learn about this week? <laughs> did you really want to spice up your sex life? Booties. Try booties. <laughs> she got she got a, the gentlest spanking and was like, okay. <laughs> booties are the new right. sex accessory. Or sexessory. <laughs> sex exeries. Private panel. Private, Private panel. panel. <laughs> Private panel. <laughs> Tyra gets on this thing about Britney that she repeats at the end of the episode where she says, if you don't get the job, you don't exist in the modeling industry. (gasps) Well, yeah, if you're not, if you don't get the job, then you're not a model. (laughs) Which, uh, sure, yes. I wish she had said that and then they immediately had cut to the fade out montage (laughs) and she just like starts to fade away. It's not like completely gone yet. It's a ghost situation. Like in Back to the Future, it just starts coming in and out. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you don't book the job, you don't exist. And she's like, oh, looking at her hands like, oh no, I'll never remember myself. I don't have good short term memory. (laughs) Tyra almost gets through talking about Natasha without an impression, but she just can't help herself. Can we also just talk about this impression? Tyra, as we've talked about, used to be, is okay with impressions, okay? And I'm not even saying, like, we've done some Russian here. We've done it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I get it. She is not even close to her voice anymore. It is not even, she's like doing a baby voice kind of, and it's like, Tyra, I want this. And I'm like, what is that's not even her. She does it all the time. She did it all the time at the photo shoot too. We didn't talk about it, but like it was constant during the photo shoot. Yeah. And it's like, when she does it, she's doing this giggly way. And I'm just like, you're purposely making Natasha look dumber. 
than yeah. she is because Natasha is not stupid. Nope. No. I would argue she's one of the smarter contestants. Agree. She also says about Dion that she's like going, regressing backwards in her appearance in person. And she's like, you know, now she's got that little side swoop again. I'm like, that's the haircut you gave you her. gave her. The only time you liked it was when Dion fixed uh-huh. it. <laughs> they also say that Dion has gone back to dun, 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 the mall. <gasps> no. they, they refer to giving her a physical and mental makeover. They're like, we gave Dion a mental makeover. I think Dion would argue that point. And now she's back to the mall with that side swoop of the hair. The bangs that you gave her. They also discuss how Renee would probably make the most money, but they're afraid she's just a catalog girl. And I'm going to argue, sure, but also that means she should win this if she's the one that would make the most money. money? <laughs> you mean, yeah. aka be the most successful? The workingest model who is working. <laughs> workingest? <laughs> I should have said workingest. That was good, good punch of Alexander. That was fair. <laughs> All right. So, Unless you have any more private panels. It's time to hand out the photos. Okay, can I? Yes, please. Can I? Can I? <laughs> Do it. Okay, in the history of this show, in the, I need to set everyone up for this. In the history of this show, Tyra loves to explain things that do not need to be explained. Mm-hmm. Screen mm-hmm. captures. Oh, yeah. Screen captures. <laughs> she says, of the photos in her hands and of the contestants, <laughs> the first one to be called means you're the strongest this week. Thanks, Tyra, for explaining what we've seen happen for eight seasons. That's not even the most egregious explaining of what's going to happen. Oh, I know. I was going to let one of you take the but next part. She's also just very concerned that we that the whole premise of the elimination will be rocked by the fact <laughs> that two photo shoots happen this week. I have four sets of photos in my hands. And later, when there's only two left, she doubles down, literally, by saying, I have two photos in my hands, and those two photos are of the same girl. <laughs> we, yeah, we know. You're not going to be like, the men's was this one, and the women's was this one. <laughs> also, you could have just picked one or the other. Like, we didn't need you to give them both photos. She also fully gives Renee, when Renee is called, some terrible advice. Yes. Where she tells Renee that Renee is getting softer and sweeter, which means commercial and safe. And if I'm Renee, I'm going, huh, I went on some go this week, and my main critique was that I photographed too hard. Yeah. Isn't this what I should be doing? Feels like I took that information and applied it directly to the photo shoot challenge and also did well objectively, because what's the call-out order? Renee's first? Jasmine is first. Jasmine's first. Fair enough. Then Natasha. Okay. Then mm-hmm. Renee. Oh, wow. And I, I think thought was Renee a, was higher in my head. I think it was a, yeah, I don't know. Well, Jasmine won the challenge and gave yeah. them a, a new face, which was yeah. a big deal. Natasha, they keep saying, is improving week to week. I guess it's hard when there's a clear, like, top three. Yeah. You could have shuffled yeah. these three in any order and I would have been, like, both yeah. upset and okay with I it. I think so. I think Natasha theoretically actually would have been first if she had gotten there on time. They also, she gives Natasha, and we, we they mentioned it earlier that she does what she calls the turtle, and she, like, moves her shoulders up on her neck. And then 
what when she gives Natasha her photo, she says, you know, you need to work on relaxing that neck. And as she's saying that, Natasha, you can see every vein <laughs> and tendril <laughs> in Natasha's neck. And I was like, she's tensing it so much right now because of her stress level. It's so funny. And I need to bring this up because we're going to get to something in a later episode where this makes me really mad. So I'm just going to lay groundwork now. And also, just one of the many times we're asked, Tyra, you didn't want to do a second take? <laughs> because she's talking about Brittany. And she literally says that she takes great photos, but seem to can't book a job. No second take is done. The captions she confirmed does. it for me, but seem to can't book a job. And no one says anything. Two, Tyra two list, Tyra one take. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love... I wouldn't even mind those little mistakes, even though, yeah, do another take, Tyra, if Tyra didn't constantly, hypocritically call out the girls when they used weird-ass grammar. Well, and this is this yep. is what I'm leading up to for the future. Coming up later. Yeah. So, uh, Dion stays. Was anyone else really worried that they were going to keep Britney? I didn't remember who stayed. For sure. Yeah. I thought Britney was going to yeah, stay. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I, remem- I remembered, like, Dion was fourth place so i didn't like have that moment but if you're watching the show you absolutely would think britney stayed and the advice would be like but you don't book it so you got to work on that personality because with dion it's kind of one of those things where you're like we love dion as a reality tv show contestant but her portfolio is just fine well yeah. i feel like if britney had booked even one job she would have stayed they if she had her. booked absolutely. one go see i think it would have changed but you cannot justify keeping somebody who does not book one job yeah. Then as Brittany is leaving, she says, I've never been like the emotional person and I don't know what made it come out here. You've never been emotional? I highly doubt that. Well, and that's a perfect, if you've got another thing, Hannah, say it now because that's a perfect segue. I was just going to say that it's very funny to me that her thing was like, I've never been emotional and that's why I'm so emotional. <laughs> I get so emotional, <laughs> which is a surprise to me. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it shocking what Australia can do? <laughs> Ain't it shocking what Sydney can do? <laughs> when you're around Ooh. all those kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, musical improv. All Great. right. <laughs> the worst of all art forms. Just kidding, my friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, a very specific five people I know are going to be so mad if they listen to the podcast. <laughs> Her name is Brittany Hatch. Ooh. Oh. I thought you were going to um, say Brittany Hat. Brittany Hat. And I was like, I'm the Alexander, Alexander Hat. <laughs> Brittany Hat. Um, there's not a lot of current stuff on Brittany Um, But I will say there's two important, I will say if there's current discussions about her, it's that she's on a lot of worst makeovers in top model history. Oh, sure. Okay, but there was right after a very enlightening tvguide.com interview. And these often come up when you look up the girls because they were at the time interviewed right after their eliminations. It was there, like, you know, what you're packing with myself is on, yeah. but in print. Usually these are like, fine, it's whatever. Brittany burns the bridge and I love her. Okay, so <laughs> here's a, just a full thing I'm going to read. I was pretty sure I was going to go home before the final three when I did consistently well. I hadn't watched the show before, but I heard from a lot of the girls that there is always the girl who does consistently well, but only gets to the final five or six before before being sent home. Tyra doesn't want a model. She wants to make a model. 
that's what the show's about. So the girls who start off strong and are just consistently strong, that's not what she's chasing. She wants to build you into something and create her little Tyra protege, which she's not. She's not totally wrong, wrong, but rebukes, spoiler alert, the winner of this season. Yep. But this was also right after she got eliminated. So maybe she like truly like didn't know that thing. Um, I think she thought like Natasha was going to win maybe or something like that. But she also said, she was like, it was cut out. And most of the interviews, she truly is like, I understood I was on a show. I understand why it got edited a certain way. She doubles down on, she was like, I was never, I've never been this emotional and it's just a stressful environment, which I, okay, sure. Which is true. Um, She claims that she apologized to Priscilla immediately at judging and they just didn't show it. That she came in and she was like, I need to apologize. I'm very sorry. That was super unprofessional. And that she accepted her apology and that was fine. Mm, And she was like, I get why they didn't show it because it was also my elimination and why like make yeah. me look good. So that's great. That's wonderful. We didn't get to talk about this last year, but I'm going to do some boop, 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 top model math. <gasps> so if you go on Wikipedia, at least in the classic cycles, I'm going to say one through 16, they do this thing where they mathematically show, mm, 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 you mm-hmm. can tell everyone can tell I'm a math major <laughs> where they yeah. show the, he gets horny for charts. Oh, I love a chart. Okay. <laughs> Um, don't you bring a chart in my room. <laughs> oh, need a second. All right. So they'll do a thing where they basically calculate your average call-out score, which is mm-hmm. if you got first call-out, you get a one. Second call-out, a two, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So theoretically, your call-out, your average call-out order should be relative Both. to your actual elimination, right? Because yeah. like if you're, Inversely, you're always going to have so. a lower one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for this cycle, there are two extremely interesting things about it one based on the call out order whitney should have gone home much sooner mm, like three sure. places sooner yeah britney even get eliminating fifth getting eliminated fifth and so not even having a chance to get those higher numbers for those final two and three episodes still mathematically won this cycle she huh. still has a better call out average than everyone, including the winner. Which wow. That, that's happened with the top two a couple right. of times, but never someone who came in like fifth. It is one of the weirdest things because Carrie D and Melrose literally had the exact same score. So they were like, I love that. Perfect, oh, wow. A perfect, they, it's, I think it's part of the reason why we think of them as such a perfect final two mm. is they yeah. both felt deserving. But in a lot of ways, Brittany mathematically won this cycle and i think that's why we're so surprised it like truly if she had booked one job they would have yeah. been, been like her. let's keep Brittany." absolutely but did you read her imdb biography no hannah <clears throat> hannah bringing the research bc hatch has worn many hats over her life <gasps> an editorial <gasps> model journalist published poet <gasps> mixologist former reality oh. TV contestant, children's author, publisher, editor, graphic designer, and musician. I need all of those products. Give me the kid's book. In Give 2018, book right now. she released her first children's book, Beyond Pretty, under the pen name BC Hatch, and formed her small independent children's publishing company, Little Chicklet Books. What? In 2019, Little Chicklet Books released its second title. You're not ready for it. <laughs> knock, knock. Grandma's Dead <laughs> by author Ma Bones and illustrator Nick Duncanstein, which was edited and designed by Brittany. Ma Bones! Grandma's Knock Dead! Knock. Grandma's Dead! Who's there? Grandma's Dead Who? 
I've never cried like this. Oh no. I've never been this emotional. Oh. Well, I know what we're reading after we read Mr. J's new book. So that's recent. That's like her current gig. Yes. I can't believe I missed. I never look at their IMDb because it's always just them on top model. <laughs> so barring that new development, Brittany on this show is kind of what I remembered Brittany on this show. You really didn't like her. No, I didn't like her kind of from the beginning. And like I did, I tried to give her a chance, but there was always, I think what part of it is, is she was like 22, 23 while she was on the show and yet seemed to act more immature than some of the younger women. Yeah. I mean, even Renee said that. Renee gave her the whole, you're acting all high school. Yeah, and I think that's kind of been her shtick. And maybe she just wasn't ready for the, you know, it. this is a lot of stress to be on this kind of schedule and sure. show and stuff. But it just, it didn't seem like she ever stopped whining. And I, I get your hair sucks, but like other people were dealing with other stuff. There are warring countries, you know? Yeah. There, I think the real problem is that all of her standout moments were bad because when she yeah. wasn't taking up camera time by by whining or being upset, she was just a good model. There was not anything that particularly endeared her to balance out those moments. Sure. sure. The, the, she didn't have a Renee moment where even though Renee is, quote, this cycle's villain, she still got that moment with her son and husband. Mm-hmm. She yeah. still got these nice moments of drawing a anime picture for JL. Like, she gets things that you could point to and be like, see? Yeah. I also, I think part of it, too, is I was never totally sold on Britney's picture. See, I, I, I would say I was. Yeah, she I was do a think very Brittany, solid model, I thought. I think Britney's an extremely solid model. And mixologist and children's book author and not not grandma's dead. <laughs> what? If your grandma's dead, you should rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Alexander, you piece of garbage. I'm throwing the net wide, okay? Uh, you should rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, we love hearing from you. We love hearing about your grandma alive or dead. And just make sure to tell your grandma to listen if she's still alive. Oh my God. You can find me anywhere at Yet Charming. That wasn't even a double down. That was a quadruple down. Yeah. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Hannah Jane Ginsburg. Alexander, your screen name of Yet Charming has never been more true because despite all of that... Still pretty charming. I'm on Twitter. Who even cares? <laughs> At JW Crump. Uh, and you cannot find my grandmother on any social media, but she's still alive. Uh, be sure to use the hashtag podleadum anytime you tweet about anything, grandmas or otherwise. Or hashtag knock knock grandma's dead. Let's get that trending. <laughs> hashtag podleadum, hashtag knock knock grandma's dead. I'm just thinking of the one person <laughs> who's grandma unfortunately passed and they're like i'm gonna turn on an episode of podlita to really take my mind off of things and they're like you know what they why would they ever mention grandmas why would they ever twice in this episode and then in this episode you get grandpa with jl yeah and then knock knock grandma's dead podlita i have been alexander price i'll be hannah jane ginsburg i'm jw krupp We'll see you on top. Be on top. <laughs> Be on top, Grandma. Podlitum is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model, Tyra Banks, 10 by 10 Entertainment, or any of their subsidiaries. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, and audio clips are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders.